how are you doing? You are listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus on the unceded, ancestral, and traditional Muslim territory in Vancouver. I am your host, Sarah Unju, and today... Okay, if you tuned in on last Friday, February 4th, um, I was here talking about Fun Drive. But today, today is the Fun Drive episode. Today is the day we talk art and we talk Fun Drive. So if you do not know, let me catch you up really quick. Fun Drive is the one week a year where CITR very kindly asks for your donations so that we can keep doing what we're doing. We can keep CITR local. We can keep giving you all of these local alternative uh, voices. Keep them on air, you know. And for example, for me, I would like to stay on air because I really enjoy meeting new people from the Vancouver art scene and interviewing them and getting to see shows and doing reviews. And with this, I get to tell more people about what's happening in Vancouver, what's happening in the arts and culture scene. And I feel like it's like, okay, not to toot our own horn, but... I feel like what we do here is pretty important because Vancouver is a city, it's pretty weird how people don't know what's happening besides the big concerts. So for example, if Harry Styles is playing at the Rogers Arena, everyone will know about this, right? It's a pretty big deal. It gets a lot of publicity. But they're not going to know about a local band playing in the Corners Pub at UBC. But we do. <laughs> Wait, actually, um, so this gives me the perfect idea to, um, to, to tell you <laughs> that there is actually a gig happening at um, the, the Corners Pub at UBC. I will tell you the date really quickly. February 17th at 7 p.m. Uh, Farhaven will be playing at um, Corners Pub. So February 7th, 17th, 7 p.m. But yeah, so like, honestly, who would have known about this if it weren't for us? <laughs> I'll play you a song from Farhaven just in a second. First of all, I'm going to tell you about... The cool things that you can get if you donate to CITR because it's not just feeling good about uh, supporting local radio. It's not just that feeling you will get, but you can also get some cool swag. If you go to citr.ca slash donate, um, that's the donation website. So you can choose the amount you would like to donate, uh, make it one time or monthly. And you can choose, my donation was inspired by Discorder or this CITR show. And you can choose us, which is the Arts Report on there, so that you can cool, win some of our cool prizes too, which I will get to in a very soon second. That, that, that sentence didn't make sense. Okay, so general CITR swag. If you donate $30 one time or $5 a month, you can get a really cool CITR keychain. If you donate... Uh, $60 one time or $10 per month, you can get a really cool t-shirt, a CITR t-shirt, 
plus the keychain. So as I go up the tiers, you get all of the previous prizes, all of the previous swag from the previous tiers too. So yeah, it's not, for example, when you donate $60, you're not only getting the t-shirt, you're getting t-shirt and the keychain. <laughs> if you donate $101.9 one time or $15 a month, you can get a CITR mug, which is this really nice neon green color. I really like neon, so um, I don't know. I really like it. And you can get a Valentine's Day song dedication, which is limited to 30 people, so 30 songs. So get in there quick. Give your $101.9 or $15 a month. You can get a mug, song dedication, t-shirt, keychain. How cool is that? If you donate $175 one time or $20 a month, you can get Discorder's last Lost Month's Special Edition. Very cool. You can get on top of that mug, song dedication, keychain, <laughs> t-shirt. So many things. If you donate $500, one time or $45 a month you can get a discorder crew neck which uh, the writing is in this really cool blue and everything else that I just talked about and lastly if you donate if you make a whopping donation of $1,000 one time or $80 per month you can host your own show if you ever tune into CITR and you think damn that's cool I want to host a show too well you can all you need to do <laughs> is make a donation of $1,000 or $80 a month <laughs> you can host your own show you also get recognition on our donor wall you get the crew neck you get the t-shirt you get the mug you get the song dedication you get the keychain everything else i just mentioned <laughs> but on top of the swag if you dedicate your donation to our show arts report you can get some really cool prizes so if you donate 30 between 30 and 50 dollars so $32.49, you can get uh, your own personalized playlist by Eva. Our lovely music correspondent Eva will ask five artists slash bands that you like, and then she will curate a playlist specifically for you. How good is that? How cool is that? And you'll get to find out about cool new... Um, artists and bands that you might not know because Eva knows so much about the local music scene like she's the one who <laughs> uh thought me about not thought me she's the one who told me about <laughs> Farhaven about Black Pontiac about um the Sprouts and so much more oh my god um okay if you donate 50 to 69 dollars you can get a personalized digital portrait done by Lua Lua is a really talented artist and she can make you a digital portrait of uh, any reference picture you give us. So all we ask from you is a reference picture and Lua will turn it into digital art. And we're not talking about NFTs. We don't mess with that <laughs> nonsense. No. <laughs> and so you will be supporting your local artists. Um, such as Loa Presidio, you will be getting a personalized portrait, which you can get for yourself. You can use it for your profile pictures on like Twitter, Instagram, 
TikTok. You can you you can get it as a Valentine's Day gift. Imagine how cool it would be to give your Valentine this wonderful personalized portrait. That'd be really cool. Yes. And lastly, if you donate $70 and up, I, Sarah, will make you a beady, which is a toque. <laughs> so I don't know which one to say ever because people, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or a Vancouver thing, but people here call it toque. I personally call it a beanie. But anyways, you get the gist. Any color, any pattern you like. If you've ever seen something on Instagram or on Pinterest and you really want to buy it, but you can't because it's not being sold or they don't ship to Canada or I don't know, you just for some reason can't have it. Well, this is your chance to have it. I can make you anything you want. It can be just like a plain old simple one color, like a just a red beady. It can be a beanie that looks like Shrek with its ears. It can be a mushroom beanie with little white dots on top. It can be an orange with the uh, green leaves on top. It can be a checkered one. <laughs> Whatever you can dream it, I can make it. <laughs> All we need is either a reference picture or the colors slash the pattern you would like it in. So just a description. And... Um, just a reminder, all of this, <laughs> if you can get all of this, if you go to citr.ca forward slash donate and donate. And we would really appreciate your donations because, yeah, this your, your donations is what keeps us going. And we appreciate every single dollar. Even if you don't want to donate $100, $70, you can donate $5, <laughs> you can donate $2, you can donate $1. We appreciate every single one. And thank you so much if you do, just like ahead of time. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so um, as I mentioned, I think, okay, before we go into this, I, I know I'm a mess today. <laughs> I'm just really excited to talk about fun drive. <laughs> but so um, today's episode um we have a quick shout out i'm not sure if i should do the shout out before or after the song uh and then we have an interview and we have a review the review will be with lua and me um when lua comes into the station it'll be live we're gonna talk about rocky horror show it's gonna be amazing we loved it <laughs> and the interview is with olivia c davies who is the artistic director of odella arts and we talked about Matriarch's Uprising. So let's see. What do you <laughs> what do you wanna do? Okay, let's go to let's go to our shout-out first. So today our shout-out goes to the Museum of Anthropology here at UBC, also known as MOA. So February is Black History Month, and to celebrate Black History Month, MOA is offering free museum admissions to uh, Black and African community members throughout February, so all month long. And so they're welcoming all visitors to MOA's feature exhibition, Sankofa African Roots, Canadian Roots. Oh, sorry, I, I, I pronounced that really badly. Sankofa African Routes, as in the road, <laughs> Canadian Roots. <laughs> 
to learn about the living legacy of the African diaspora and the local black community and to see the many vibrant works of art created by contemporary black artists from Vancouver and Nigeria. So if you are black or of African community, um, is my sentences making sense? Anyways, anyways, you can get free admission to MOA. Also, um, if you're a UBC student, you can also get free admission to MOA if you don't know. Uh, for some reason, MOA is an excellent, it's an amazing museum. And if you haven't, you definitely should take this as a reason <laughs> to go check it out. I definitely recommend. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, okay, so first up, let's go, let's, let's hear from Farhaven, shall we? This is like, <laughs> very fun because we don't normally play music, right? But I feel like it's fun drive. It's fun drive. <laughs> so we'll make it fun. <laughs> so uh, just a reminder, Farhaven is playing at the Corners Pub at UBC on February 17th at 7 p.m. I will play their latest song called It's My Life, and I hope you like it. And I'll be back after the song. You're taking my name And you take what I made You're taking my flame And you're making it fade But of all of the faces Lost in the
Discorder Magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, Discorder lives. Your favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheater.com. Hi, my name is P-Bone, and I'm the host of Canada Post Rock Radio on CITR. This week is Fun Drive at CITR, the one time each year where we ask you for your support to help keep local, independent, and alternative voices on the air. For me, CITR is an amazing source of independent media and music. It's one of the best places to hear new underground music that you might not hear anywhere else in Vancouver. If you're in a position to contribute, please visit citr.ca slash donate to donate. Thank you. Hi, welcome back. Lewis here. Hi, Lewis. Hello, everyone. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that song. <laughs> um, again, they're playing at the Corner, corner Spot on February 17th at 7 p.m. I'll be there, so... You should come and join me. Uh, <laughs> so before Lua and I go on and on and on about the Rocky Horror Show from Studio 58, we're actually going to listen to my interview with Olivia C. Davies. It's a pretty short interview, so don't worry. We'll be back really quickly. <laughs> so the interview is about Matriarch's Uprising, which is a dance festival that's going to be happening from February 14th to 19th. It is, um, they have both live shows and on demand, so online shows that you can watch. Um, Olivia gets more into um, the, you know, the festival on our interview, as one does. So I'm just gonna um, play the interview and then I'll be back with more information on Matriarch's Uprising about the artists, the shows you can watch, and how to get tickets and stuff like that. So yeah, um, enjoy. Um, hello everyone, today I have Olivia C. Davies with me, who is the Artistic Director of Odella Arts, and we will be talking about Matriarch's Uprising. Hi Olivia, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for joining me. Um, so to start us off, do you like to tell the audience what Matriarch's Uprising is? Sure. So as, uh, as Matriarch's Uprising is a live performance festival that takes place uh, in Vancouver on unceded Coast Salish territories, we are a festival that uplifts and centers Indigenous women creating contemporary movements, dance, and stories. Our festival has been running consecutively over the last four years, and this year's festival will include a portion of video on, videos on demand that can be watched from the comfort of your own home, as well as to live in theater performances at the Scotiabank, at the Scotiabank Dance Centre. Mm-hmm, wonderful. And may I ask why uh, the name of the festival is Matriarch's Uprising? So, 
For some time, uh, I've been thinking about what it means to be an Indigenous woman in today's day and age, and how so many of the strong, strong women who've inspired me have also been mothers, or have shown that their, or have shown that their their power comes from a connection, a deep connection to Mother Earth, mm-hmm. to nature, to our our environment, and what it means to be, uh, and what it means to be a a, a strong head of a of family or, or of a community. Mm-hmm. And as I started to imagine myself in this role of developing a structure, or or really a foundation where others would be able to share their voices and their ideas as movers, as dancers, as choreographers, uh, matriarchs uprising, just really felt like a, a good landing, mm-hmm. <laughs> a good foundation for what for what this movement would be and how, how as a festival it would grow to be a, a nice wide web of of creative space for conversation, for sharing of praxis, for sharing of performance, and and gathering together. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And so you mentioned that there will be live performances as well as on-demand performances that you can watch online. Uh, the two live performances on February 18th and 19th feature a shared bill, including KWE by Jeanette Kotowicz. So how, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And Ancestor Dances by Maura Garcia. Um, so could you explain what exactly a shared bill is? And then afterwards, I have another question about the live performances. Yeah, of course. So a shared bill is, um, is a way to bring more than just uh, one artist's work into a performance space. So in this case, the work of Maura Garcia and the work of Jeanette Kotowicz are meant to complement as well as contrast one another. Um, Maura's work is a solo and Jeanette's is a trio. So uh, not only will there be, you know, a, a difference in bodies and space, but also um, that there there is a link uh, between the two works uh, in how they are in how they're presented on stage uh, with a short intermission in between. Mm-hmm. Okay, so technically the two live nights are the same, although correct. Yeah, yes. as with every performance, every performance is unique. Um, and will the live performance be available to watch online afterwards? Is it being recorded? no, 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 it will not. No. So only only get to see it live, which correct. is very special. Yeah. <laughs> and how many performances are there for on demand? Uh, yeah, so for the on-demand works, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, so seven works are available online, um, and these works have um, have each all come from, from different artists from across the country, um, and some of these works, um, viewers will notice, have been filmed in theatre, um, uh, specifically to uh, to bring about the, the intention of the work as it's meant to be shared um, and other works are are in in other settings that uh, I'll leave it up to the viewer to witness 
<laughs> okay, and um, for these performances that have been selected for the festival, um, how is that process? Do you have a panel? Um, do the dancers send in their applications? Do they audition? Do you find them? How does that all work? Yeah, so my curatorial process is very much one of uh, enveloping the artists who inspire me, whose work has either been um, uh, shared with me directly or I've invited them to uh, develop. Um, I think as a as a curator, I'm really interested in um, in gathering minds of artists. Uh, so I am. I'm looking more to the to the human being uh, and to the human aspect of the work. Um, at this point, no, we don't. Uh, we don't have an application process mm-hmm. uh, per se. Um, it really is a matter of, of um, honing in on the community and um, and seeing where we can we can bring about um, dynamic experiences for for the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And besides the performances, um, the festival also includes master classes, workshops, and circle conversations. For these, I'm wondering, are the people uh, in these um, master classes and workshops the same people who are performing, or are they different? They are. Uh, they yes. are? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so for the workshops, yeah, Jeanette Kotowicz, uh is hosting a community-level workshop on Saturday the 19th. Mora's um, hosting her community workshop on the Thursday. The master classes, however, are being run by local contemporary Indigenous dance artists, uh, the women behind Raven Spirit Dance, so that's Michelle Olson and Star Marenko, and I will be sharing a master class uh, the, on the opening day of the festival on the 14th. That's really cool. So the the festival is happening February 14th to 19th. And would you like to tell everyone how they can get tickets um, for these events and how they can learn more about Matriarch Uprising? Yeah, so uh, please do find us online. Our socials are Matriarchs Uprising. Um, as well as the oliviafcdavies.ca website slash Matriarch Uprising. Uh, you can find out uh, all about the events, uh, and um, some of them do require registration. Uh, I know our Friday night has uh, reached capacity, but there are still tickets available for the Saturday evening live performance. Um, and all of those, uh, once you get onto the website, you'll be directed to Eventbrite, where you can sign up um, to attend any of those events, uh, along with the Circle conversation. Um, and, uh, and, 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 yeah, and, and all the gatherings uh, that we look forward to hosting both digitally and in person through that week. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on your busy day today and talking to me about Matrix Uprising. I'm really excited to check out the performances and the master classes myself. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Hello, we're back. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Art Support on CHA 101.9 FM. And have we mentioned that it's fun drive? Huh? No? (laughs) If you go to citr.ca forward slash donate, you can donate money to CITR to keep us on air, to help us, you know, do our 
silly little programming that we do 24-7, mind we remind you. <laughs> so you all have been donating and thank you all. But just just a just a friendly reminder that you can donate tomorrow, Saturday. Wait, tomorrow is Thursday, right? Thursday. Yes, tomorrow Friday, is indeed Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Four so days. Four you days. have yeah, you have four more days to donate and if you donate, you can get some cool swag and some show prizes from from us. Um, I've mentioned them in the beginning of the show, so I will repeat them at the end, I think, for now. Let's, like, take it slow. <laughs> also, just a reminder, CITR is doing silent auctions on their Instagram. It's a great way to support Fundrive because the money from the silent auctions go to Fundrive. And you can bid in the comment section for the prize pack. So CITR's Instagram is CITR and Discorder, I believe. Let me double check really quickly. So, yes, CITR and Discorder. They post um, the what the uh, auction, auction pack is, and then you can bid in the comments. And if you win, they'll contact you via Instagram DMs. And, yeah, so, like, the first auction pack started from $200 and one of the like the three things that it included was a tattoo session worth $200 I mean that's that's right that's so cool that's really good yeah and it had like a gift card from a bookstore books from that bookstore and I can't remember the third thing but yeah that's like very worth the money I think yeah, and, we, and we also want to like thank everyone who has donated yes. so far um like CITR is an incredible radio and we are really only here today because of your very important donations so thank you so much for everyone that, who has donated exactly thank you all so much and we appreciate as like we've said multiple times but we appreciate every single dollar if you have the means, please head to citr.ca forward slash donate to, um, to, well, to donate. <laughs> well, okay, so before we get into more things, let me just tell you a little bit more about Matriarch's Uprising really quickly. So tickets are free or by donation, which I absolutely love because... It makes art very accessible. So if you don't have the means to buy like a $70 ticket for a show, you can <laughs> you can watch more dance for, for much cheaper with <laughs> Matrix Uprising. So the Olivia mentioned in the interview, the live performances featured two artists, Mora Garcia and Jeanette Korowicz. It is a shared bill, meaning um, both performances are happening both nights and it's they're happening at the dance center which is downtown and I don't know if I I, th I think you know what I'll just let you know where you can get more information if you go to Olivia C Davies.ca that is Olivia C D A V I E S.ca um, slash matriarchs uprising you can find a list of all of the artists 
and you can find the schedule for the master classes, workshops, and circle conversations, and you can find the link for tickets. Um, just again, it's happening February 14th to 19th, and yeah, I hope I hope you, cool. you know, find something that you want to watch from Matriarchs Uprising. But yeah, you you sound a little out of breath. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. <laughs> That's why. I was just about to be like, Lua, do you want to go ahead and I, talk? I, you know what? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> before we delve in into the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and um, oh my God, I had such a fun time yes, it was in amazing. that show. But before we talk about that, because we will lose ourselves in talking <laughs> about that very easily. Um, the coach is actually introducing a digital platform called Replay. So re slash play. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Replay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for their ongoing digital programming. Um, as we all know, COVID and theater are not things that go very well yeah. together, unfortunately. And uh, the coach has been producing really, really great plays and really amazing content digitally. And they don't want to lose uh, this new platform they have, um, mm -hmm. you know, created and been able to engage in. And so they are launching this um, platform called Replay. Um, and their season is coming out uh, February 2nd, it starts. And it's from February to May. So literally, oh, I mean... <sighs> I'm like, what day is today? It literally today, just started. Yeah, That's what I meant. February 9th, Wednesday, yeah. 2022. It, we're, we're right in the middle of it. Um, have I have I mentioned how time isn't real and like I don't? Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> At least you have school to keep you on track. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so there are four different shows. Um, each mm -hmm. show is... Um, launching the season so they're all new shows there are two of them that are synchronous so basically they um they're gonna happen live so you watch them live i believe one of them is a pretty cool approach because it's super is interactive as and still being online so that one is something that i was really interested in um and uh the two other ones are pre-recorded and you can watch they you can watch them on demand However, the season does not fully end in March or in May, sorry. Um, they might have more stuff coming up. And a single ticket, uh, both single tickets and packages are available on online now. Um, if you get the series, so if you get the package, um, it's 25% off. So, you know, if you're thinking that you want to watch four plays for 25% off, that's, that's a really great way to go. And a single ticket is $15, which is really not super expensive, you know, like it's very affordable and, um, yeah, you can call, buy it online. You can call them to buy it. And I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a little rundown of the four plays that are going on. So the first one is uh, TM. Uh, that one is going on right now. It's online, interactive, and live streamed. And it's a digital experience created by acclaimed Belgian theater company, Autroerent, quote. I, I think you did as best as you could. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it's made in collaboration with theaters around the world. And it's an interactive one-to-one -one experience exploring media manipulation, populist ideology, and conspiracy theories. Sounds really fascinating. Um, and 
yeah, that's that's all online, which is pretty cool. Then we have belonging, so not belonging as one word, be dash longing, uh, happening from February seventeenth to twentieth. Uh, also online, but on demand, not live. Um, it's a theatrical performance and incorporates uh, ancient and contemporary lyrics. Um, and it's talking about um, migration in diaspora, diaspora, which is really interesting. There's clean, clean slash espejos, which is a bilingual play. It's online and on demand, so that one is not going to be live. Uh, and it is a, a Spanish and English play at the same time with subtitles in the language that isn't being spoken, um, you know. And it talks about the the lives of these two women um, that are somehow mixed together while they're visiting a Mexican resort. And last but not least, in May, you have Can I Live, which is also online and on demand. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what do I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a digital performance that talks about climate catastrophe, sharing personal journeys, and, you know, these challenges of our times. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, I hope you guys have a chance to, you know, either watch one of these plays or, I don't know, they all sound super interesting. I'm yeah. particularly interested in the TM. I'm going to try to see if I can get um, a ticket for that one and maybe mm -hmm. review it here because it just sounds fascinating to have a one-on-one -on -one theater experience yeah. at home. That sounds like something that I recently saw. I'll, I'll check what it was during the Adam PSA break and let you know after the break um, because it's like one-on-one -on -one experience. Um, but... Anyways, thank you for that um, roundup about the Kulch. Definitely check it out. Um, the Kulch is, by the way, C-U-L-T-C-H. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's on East Van. The th physical theater is in East Van, but, you know, you probably won't be attending the physical theater, Yeah, because <laughs> And <laughs> with replay, even if you're not in Vancouver, you can watch the Kulch's um, plays. The, well, they're not all. Well, okay, never mind. You know what? Just, just go on. <laughs> just go on and check it out. <laughs> okay, so let's go quickly into our Adam PSA week, and we will be right back. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam speaking Musqueam people. Hi, I'm Jason Q. Lawrence from The Medicine Show, broadcasting healing energy with live music and laughter on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Every other Wednesday, 7 to 9 p.m. Let's get down to some business, some news. We at CITR are having our annual fun drive, and we're hoping that you will support us and make a donation. You can either do it monthly or make a one-time donation. Really, everything and anything helps. You can find all the information at www.citr.ca forward slash donate. 
There's lots of details about CITR and also a lot of great swag that we're giving away. I'm super grateful to be part of the CITR team, and you are part of it too. The listener is essential and the fuel to keep this going. Thank you for listening to CITR, and thank you so much for your support. Help to keep the alternative airways alive. Salutations. See you next time from the message on CITR 101.9 FM. Hello. Hi, we're back. Also, I just checked and I was talking about TM. <laughs> the thing that I just saw that was really similar to TM was TM. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> um, so um, finally, we get to talk about the one thing and one thing that <laughs> and one thing only that, Sarah that I have ever wanted to talk about, which the is the Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror show. Picture Show. Uh, the play uh, put on by Studio 58 yes. was um, really, it was just great. It was incredible. It was, simply it was amazing. amazing. I, this is not a play, a family friendly play. Yeah. This is a play that has a lot of sexual jokes. Um, very culty in this not yeah. <laughs> not in a like a cult cult way in like in, a like, cult like cult a film movie way. yeah yeah <laughs> cult movie way. Um, Before so, we dive into yeah. it, should we just like a, give a quick shout out to the people involved that yes, made it absolutely. so amazing? So, book, music, and lyrics by Richard O'Brien, directed by Josh Epstein, music direction by Sylvia M. Zaradek. Choreography by Shelley Stewart Hunt, set design by Shizuka Kai, lightning de- light lighting not lightning, <laughs> lighting design by Itai Ardal, costume design by Donny Tejani, and yeah, that that's the <laughs> yep. Okay, we can get into it now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to say uh, first of all, um. Who plays Dr. Frankenfurter? Oh, let's check it out. Uh, give me one second. Cast. Frankenfurter, Zach Bellward. So I want to shout out uh, Zach's <laughs> grandma. Because <laughs> Zach's grandma uh, messaged us on Facebook uh, asking how the show went. And we were like, it was great. And then she was like, my grandson is playing Dr. Frankenfurter. And we were both like, you're going to be so proud of him because yes. he was absolutely incredible bodied frankenfurter absolutely i was like oh tim curry has reincarnated in this yeah. man um oh, God. It was and so, so shout out to grandma shout out shout to out grandma, grandma. Uh, because <laughs> she she truly is out here supporting yeah you know like that's the love everyone deserves i know right that's the love everyone deserves and like when she first <laughs> messaged I, I was like, oh, like, who is this person asking us about the Rocky Horror Show? And I was preparing myself to tell her that the show is completely sold out. And if she wants to go watch it, she's not going to be able to. Um, but then I was going to be like, oh, by the way, like, if you've never seen the Rocky Horror Show, um, to let you know, it has a lot of explicit stuff in it. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe consider another play from Studio 58. But before I like said any of those, she said, "Oh my, my grandson's playing um, Frankenfurter. I'm seeing it tonight." I was like, 
Hell yeah, supportive grandma. We love you. <laughs> okay, so um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, it is a cult classic film. It is basically about um, the this newly engaged couple, Brad and Janet. Yes. Who find themselves with a flat tire in the middle of the night uh, and they go into this weird looking spooky castle mm-hmm. to um, try to get a telephone to, you know, get back on track and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But getting to this castle, they are met. It's a very important night at that castle. Castle. They don't know that. But Dr. Frankenfurter um, is creating a creature and... Brad and Janet, these this very normal, very normal, very normal, <laughs> very like standard couple, yeah, um, are put into this very weird situation with um, queer it's, people, yeah, gender bending people, very like very different from what they're used to. Um, I will say the first time I watched Rocky Horror, like the movie, yeah. Absolutely nonsensical. There, <laughs> there is no head, no foot. Like there is no like. Yeah, it's you're so like, are difficult they to follow. Aliens? What's happening? <laughs> but at the same time, you have to forget about plot and just yeah. enjoy the experience. I know exactly. But here's what I'm gonna say. I've never seen um, Rocky Horror, obviously, in a play format. It's not uncommon to have Rocky Rocky Horror done in a play format because it is such a cult classic. Yeah. But I have personally never seen it. And I'm so glad I got to see it. The Me first too. Time Me too. With Studio 58. Uh, because I think they did an amazing job at filling in the gaps that the movie has regarding the plot. For example, what do you think? Because like... I feel like our experience in that was different because me, my pr- first time watching Rocky Horror, I wasn't confused about the plot. It was just a very bizarre movie. Yeah, it's and very bizarre. <laughs> I didn't, like in studio's performance, um, their production, I didn't see slash um, realize anything that was different from the movie. Oh, there was a lot of different details. Okay, um, give us an example. So <laughs> there are a lot of different details, but again, their details, the bulk of the, like some of the lines were exactly the same. I've also watched Rocky Horror every year, at least once for the past five years. Oh my God. So that's why like I know exactly what goes in that film. Like yeah. it's very, like very classic. Um, so um, one of the things, so part of the things that happens um, is that a part of the things that are kind of like, more better explained in the plot of the play compared to the plot of the book is what happens at night Mm -hmm. and some of the relationship between um eddie and um columbia and magenta and um what's his name riffraff riffraff some of these relationships are a little bit more developed in the play i found Mm -hmm. um the the night where they go to sleep, the part where they go yeah. to sleep, also uh, a little bit more developed, especially in the terms of consent. Like mm-hmm. that was something that they focused on. The movie is not as explicit mm-hmm. about consent. It's yeah. it's it's a very ambiguous like haha, I tricked you kind of thing yeah. thing, which is part of like the campiness of the movie. But in the play, they really emphasize that even though some of the words that they were saying, like they did have the exact same lines as the mm-hmm. movie. The tone and the the um, the way they were, everything was expressed was very clearly consensual and very clearly uh, excited. It was mm-hmm. like they were, might have been saying no, yeah. but it was like, a, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
please don't, you know, like that. <laughs> that kind of no, which is, you know, there's a lot of body language and a lot of <laughs> language yeah. that involves not necessarily um, spoken word. Yeah. Uh, but things like this, also like the inclusion of um, the doctor. Um Oh my God, he was on the scientist. Overboard. Yeah. Uh, so in the movie, the the scientist, Doctor uh, Scott. Uh, Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Scott is a uh, disabled man. He uses a wheelchair. Uh, but uh, Studio Fifty Eight has a lot of limitations regarding space. It's a very very small. Yeah. Um, uh, space, and I'm just not sure what the situation with with um having disabled people on their crew, especially with COVID, and you know. Yeah. Um, immunocompromised people. And also, it's... I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, the person who played Dr. Scott was, like, able to use his legs and walk. And so I feel like it also would have been a question of, should we have an able-bodied person play a disabled character? Yeah. So, but yeah, go on. But I, I it was interesting because then he came out in a hoverboard. Oh, my God, um, yeah, that was so I was not expecting that. Yeah, me um, neither. It was a fascinating experience. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. You know they what? They made it, it work. <laughs> they did make it work. I, I think it, it worked well for, for their approach to the play. Yeah. Oh, also, um, talking about approach to the play, uh, their costumes. Beautiful and very yeah. large ensemble. So they yeah. did have the Rocky Horror does have like a limited cast. But then uh, to kind of like go around that and make sure everything works very well, they um, had a very large ensemble of people just singing and dancing. Yeah, 14 people in 14 people, which is a lot. And it's a very small space. And it didn't feel crowded at any point because it's so well choreographed and so well. The movement was very well done. So congratulations to the choreographer because that was that was a really great see. Uh, I would like to say that part of the part of the plots that is really important to point out is that um, Part of the appeal of Rocky Horror is not the film itself, but the experience of watching the film. Mm-hmm. And what I mean with that is that the midnight showing of Rocky Horror is something that sells out every year at the Rio. And it's something mm-hmm. that is done all over North America. Because to go to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror, you're not just watching the film. No. You're also watching people perform the film in front of the fil- in front of the, the screen mm-hmm. while everyone in the audience is... Um, Hackling, hackling is that the word when you like scream things? That's the yeah, yeah, heckling, yeah, Yeah. are are hackling the both the people and the screen. So that's the experience of watching hockey horror, and part of the play was having that experience. So they had cast members in the audience being hacklers. That was so funny, and it was so funny because that is such a great addition to the show. Because man, I was literally like. Uh, I was going to say I was slapping my knees, but that's not true. No. I was slapping Sarah's knee. Yes. <laughs> laughing so much. My knee still hurts. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Just kidding. <laughs> um, um, but so, yeah, it was so funny. So one of the things that um, is very classic from the hecklers and every Rocky Horror sh- fan should know and maybe not fan as well if you ever go to watch it is every time they say Brad, you go asshole. Uh, every time they say Janet, it's slut. Um, and you kind of just say that every time they should <laughs> they say anything <laughs> oh uh, one of my favorite favorite lines from the hackling um, is that someone asks um, um, so after the creature is shown 
Yes. Someone asks Dr. Frankenfurter, what do you think? <laughs> and then the hacklers usually go ask a question before he re- responds. Uh, the year that I went to watch the actual movie, mm-hmm. someone asked, what do you think about Trump? Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I don't remember. Like during the play, I don't remember what they asked, but it was something very funny. But what? basically the response was like, I've seen better. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, seen I don't remember what it was either. But um, like the thing that I remember was the Timothy Chalamet. Oh, the Timothy Chalamet <laughs> that joke. Was so funny. The yeah. one that I remember was, uh, "Can you please describe your balls?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> so there's narrators, right, that are yeah. explaining the show. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. they're they're explaining, and uh, at one part he's explaining how the night was really heavy and dark <laughs> and. You know, I don't even yeah. remember the words, but then the heckler goes, can you please describe your ball? <laughs> yeah. Also important to mention, like the hecklers are like, they're kind of talking to the characters, but the characters aren't talking back to them, yeah. it, which makes it even funnier because you're like, ha <laughs> that's like, that was good heckling, you know? <laughs> and like the good thing is not, no one from the actual audience started heckling which was um good because i feel like that might have turned it around really quickly in a negative way but yeah it was so Um, funny yeah so so another thing that they changed that i thought was really interesting is that um the the way they approach costuming and the way they approach Mm -hmm. the visuality of this play so if you have ever watched rocky horror picture show the original it's a very type of unique uh, camp look. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of blacks, um, uh, like black corsets, like... Um, yeah, and like... Um, fishnets, like... Uh, it's I don't know how to describe it other than like... Very... A classic... Kinky... Yeah. Like, I, like a classic a like kinky of, look. Yeah, a lot of like, um, as you said, fishnets, corsets... Um, stockings, leather, a lot leather, of leather, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but for this play, they took a really different approach, yeah. where Doctor Frankenfurter is more still campy, but, but more a, a lot more playful, a lot more draggy. Yeah. And Brad and Janet are well, Janet specifically in the original, she has kind of like this girl next door look. Mm-hmm. Versus in this play, I think it's particularly because of the wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a 60s, uh, not 60s, 50s pageant girl look. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as I kind of like went into the play, I was like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work because these are very like unique characters. Once you yeah. put that different aesthetic, it kind of changes who they are. But honestly, the way they played it worked absolutely well I because it wasn't overly one thing, overly another. It's like they did find like... They're right in between the middle of like converging between like we don't want to do this kinky camp, mm-hmm. but we also are not just doing drag. We're doing yeah. like something in between and it worked profoundly well. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, like in the beginning for land acknowledgement and kind of, you know, the introduction before the show started two people uh, from the ensemble came out. And when I saw their costumes, I was kind of hesitant. I'm like, mm, this doesn't feel very Rocky horror, you know. But then when it merged with everyone else in the cast and it wasn't them singling out, um, I think it was like it came together really well and it worked really well and i i so just want to have a party where the the attire is rocky horror and then when people ask me like oh what do you mean like rocky horror is the attire Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay think like um 
80s gay club, like 80s gay rave, but in space. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the perfect way to describe this costuming. (laughs) That's the costuming idea. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was was great stuff. Uh, The wigs were also amazing. I am obsessed with the two wigs that Frankie... uh, Frankie! (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Friggin' Furter wore. Uh, I literally want to copy it on my own hair, but I don't have enough hair because wigs have so much hair in them. And honestly, I think the biggest takeaway is that I cannot praise uh, Zach, who played Dr. Frankenfurter, enough. I cannot praise him enough. I, the intonations on his voice were perfect. The, every single note was there wasn't a single note that he got wrong. Yeah, everything was and hit. I could see his hands shaking. Like I could see <gasps> him it shaking. Was like opening night, so. it, opening night, very nervous. Like yeah. I could see him shaking, but his voice was absolutely perfect yeah. to the point that I was like, "That's insane!" Like I'm not really listening well. to this live. Like this sounds like someone just played the recording of yeah. the off the movie because that's how good he was. Yeah. And it, there was never a break of character. There was never a moment where I doubted that that was Tim Curry as Dr. Frank and <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. And like <laughs> he did. And also like rest of the cast did a really good job too. But like as Frank and being like the, the main character of the night um, and also being such a specific character and Zach being able to do it so well, um, it stood out so much. But yeah, so... Overall, we loved Rocky Horror. We wish we could see it again, but we can't because they're all sold out for every single night. Um, <laughs> I hope they put it on another again. time because yeah. I literally, as soon as I left the theater, I was like, I want to watch it again. Yeah, I or, went online to buy tickets. Uh, they were sold out. Yeah, I wish they, I wish they filmed it. That would have been nice too. But like the in, the in person experience is very different than. Yes, because we had props. Yeah, we also we had, had props. props. Like. Like, part of the experience is having the props and interacting with the stage yeah. um, as audience members because, because yes, yeah, because it's fun. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah, and honestly, unfortunately, you might, if you haven't got tickets, you probably won't be able to unless there is a wait list somewhere you could possibly contact. You could try Studio to 58. go to Studio 58 to Langara College and pray that someone doesn't show up and take their seat. Yeah. Um, so you can, yeah, try to depend on a no-show, but that's very, I feel like, very unlikely. Yeah. This this play was absolutely amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. And I'm very excited to see what else Studio 58 has in store for us because I miss them. I Me miss too. them so much. <laughs> and I'm very happy we're back to in-person shows. But yeah, so before we go, I quickly want to mention Fun Drive again. So <laughs> if you go to... I'm sorry, what's going on right now? Um, Fun Drive? <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> <laughs> what is Fun Drive? It's CITR's annual fundraising week um we want to our our theme of the this year is plenty of fish in the citr so cast your net and maybe you will um, make a real connection with us hopefully (laughs) so if you go to citr.ca forward slash donate um you will have the donation page in front of you you can donate as much as or as little as you would like if you go to my donation was inspired by 
Discorder or the CITR show and choose Arts Report, you can win some cool prizes. Um, and at the very bottom, you can find all of the cool swag that you can win if you donate to CITR. That They're separate from our um, show prizes, but yeah. And if you want more info on our specific show prizes, you can go to our Instagram, which is Arts Support CITR. We have all of that there. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you if you've donated. And thank you if you think of donating. We appreciate every single dollar. CITR.ca forward and slash you, donate. <laughs> and if you can't donate, which is totally understandable, share, share, share the information. Maybe someone you know can donate. Yes. Please do. Oh, my God. We would appreciate that so much. Thank you. But, yeah, until next week, we'll see you later. Bye. Fighting all these forces, that's the reason mama had me swinging. Slowly switching lanes, little trigger. Coming for your chain, what you figure. Really, that's all we know. The heart might grow, but man, it's the cause we fall. Popping off in all directions, I'm trying to release aggression. St